It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show, and it's great to be with you. I guess it's the weekend before the Christmas weekend. Anyway, during the week, you can join us on uh, Fox Business Network. Name of the show is Kudlow. 4 p.m. every day, 4 to 5 p.m. And uh, if you can't make it at 4, you can just uh, text up your favorite nine-year-old who will show you how to DVR the show, and you'll never miss a thing. And right here, you can live stream us on the Internet. It's LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com runs throughout the country, around the world, throughout the solar system. And I want to talk about, i got to begin with a very simple idea. Save America, kill the omnibus bill. Okay? Kill the bill. This is a very important story. I mean, incredibly important story. $1.7 trillion spending bill, which will probably be larded up by about $200 billion more, $200 billion more when it's all said and done, which is already at least $1 trillion above the pre-COVID baseline. So we're talking about serious money here. I might add serious money that could well lead to more inflation, which could lead to... The Fed clamping down. They were very tough this week in their policy announcements, raising rates by 50 basis points, but a very stern recession-like policy announcement. The point is, this is a big spending bill. It should be stopped, and it can be stopped, except the Senate Republican leadership, Mitch McConnell, has thrown in with the Democrats, and opposes, indeed, is betraying the new House Republican leadership, Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise, Elise Stefanik, etc., etc., etc. It's an incredible story. It's a story of betrayal. Because this bill, this monstrosity of a spending bill, which will, of course, necessitate more borrowing and more federal debt. We're over $31 trillion in debt as it is now. This is the Democrats' pet peeves. They pet uh, pet projects, right? All their liberal progressive itches will be scrapped, and Republicans are going along with it. The option, which they should adopt, is a short-term CR, it's called a continuing resolution, which would fund the government at the current services baseline for another couple of weeks. They've got one pending now for a week. But by the time they go home next weekend, they want to have an omnibus bill that would take spending for the entire year through September 30th of next year, 2023. Well, I don't want that. Republicans in the House don't want that because they want to take this bill and lower spending and reprioritize spending and add things like opening the spigots 
for oil and gas production, preserving the Trump tax cuts, for example, helping out on the border, more agents on the border, maybe money to build the wall. Title 42 is going to expire in, uh, I don't know, just a few days, I think, this coming week. And for some incredible reason, the Senate Republicans see their real enemy as the new House Republicans. And they are betraying them by backing this omnibus bill, which would prevent the new House Republican leadership. Right? They fired Pelosi, but it would prevent the new House Republican leadership from carving up an entire new budget plan, a good plan. I mean, it's certainly a better plan. It's absolutely incredible. And what you have here is like the old uh, old boys school, the appropriators, who often run Congress, or it seems to. You've got Richard Shelby, Republican of Alabama, who, by the way, has a fine conservative record down through the years. He's a former Democrat turned Republican. And he is um, he's blowing up his reputation in the last few weeks. You have these special interest earmark projects. Earmarks are back. I think there's about $16 billion worth of earmarks in this package. I thought we put an end to earmarks. Earmarks are the gateway drug to even more spending. Anyway, Mr. Shelby... I know him, a fine person, as I say, is a good conservative. He's the earmark leader. He's the earmark most valuable player. He's got $650 million worth of earmarks. And in fact, of the top 10 earmarkers in this monstrosity omnibus bill, eight of them are Republicans. Well, wait a minute, you might say. Didn't the Republicans just try to run on the platform that they would cut spending in order to limit government, in order to restrain inflation? Well, yeah, that's what they said, but that's not what they're doing. They're throwing in with Democrats. And all this Green New Deal stuff and the CHIPS bill and the phony Inflation Reduction Act All that will be made permanent rather than temporary. In fact, a lot of the COVID legislation will be permanently built into the spending baseline to go on forever. It was meant to stop. COVID has stopped. I know it hasn't stopped, but the COVID national emergency has stopped. We don't need this. We have an economy where the unemployment rate is 3.7%. The emergency is gone. Anyway, Mr. Shelby and other Republicans, uh, they are winning the Earmarks World Series. They're all going to make the playoffs. It's really an incredible story. You know, there's a way out of this. I want to read you. I want to read you. We'll get, we'll get the actual quote. Uh, we'll get it. Uh, the sound uh, on the... Uh, the next segment. But um, I guess it was Wednesday night on Fox Business. I interviewed Senator Rand Paul, who was just one terrific senator, one terrific senator, and a, just a really good person in general. 
But here's what he said. I'm just going to read you his quote. The omnibus will be 3,000 pages. We'll get it in two hours before they want to pass it. No one will read it. But hidden in the 3,000 pages will be what we will waive Pago. We will waive Pago. All right, what's Pago? Pago is a series of budget caps that were put into place in 2010 and get waived every year. It takes 60 votes to waive, and that's what they do. They don't abide by these budget caps. Because if you implement the budget caps, if you implement the budget caps, that means you have automatic across-the-board spending cuts, a little fiscal discipline. In this case, we'd be talking about, I don't know, $150 billion of spending cuts. Now, that's spending relief. That's consistent with the Republican message. But Rand Paul is saying the omnibus will be 3,000 pages. We'll get it two hours before they want us to pass it. No one will read it. And hidden in the 3,000 pages will be we will waive Pago. So my friend Steve Moore is right. It would take 41 votes. But the other thing is 41 votes would stop the big spending. 41 votes. In other words, you won't get 60. Schumer won't get his 60 to waive Pago or the automatic cuts. With 41 Republican votes, they would stop the big spending. And Senator Paul goes on to say, this is Rand Paul, we have completely and totally abdicated the power of the purse. Republicans are emasculated. They have no power, and they are unwilling to gain that power back. He said that on my show. It went viral as it should. It was a phenomenal statement. A phenomenal statement. Why has the Republican Senate leadership given up their power? Why have they emasculated themselves? Why are they betraying the House Republicans who don't want a year-long omnibus bill? They want something they can carve up and provide Republican alternatives, Republican priorities. This shouldn't be that hard. This should not be that hard. But unfortunately, Mitch McConnell and the Senate leadership is going along with a Democratic plan. And here's the worst part. Even before they begin, even before the House Republicans take over Congress, which is January 3rd, if you pass an omnibus spending bill in the next week, which is what they're angling for in the Senate, then that takes out the entire year because it will pass the House with Democratic votes. The current House, the new House, it would never pass. The current House, it will pass. And that takes away Kevin McCarthy's power to alter priorities, whether it's spending or taxing or regulating or fossil fuels or border protection. These old-line senators, three or four of them meeting 
in some kind of smoke-filled room with a couple of staff people ginning up a 3,000-page bill with their own earmarks in them will stop the Republican takeover of the House. It will stop the new Republicans from reprioritizing, from cutting spending, from cutting taxes, from H.R. 1, which would open up the oil and gas spigots, from providing new money to protect the border, which is in a catastrophic state now. Why is McConnell doing this? Why aren't Senate Republicans just stopping the spending by providing 41 votes, which would institute PAYGO, which would slash $150 billion? Instead, they're going to give a bill for the next year, which would betray the House Republicans and would spend another $200 billion on top of the $1.7 trillion that already have in place. This is crazy. We need regular order. Why the Senate Republican leadership wants to undermine the new House Republicans is beyond me. I don't get it. I know it's bad economics, but it's incredibly bad politics. So I'll just say this, folks. Save America. Kill the omnibus bill. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Larry Kudlow here. So we continue my assault on the Senate Republicans who are betraying the new House Republicans to take over the House January 3rd. I think they're betraying anybody that voted Republican, anybody that gave them money. Senator Ron Johnson, who opposes the leadership in the Senate, will be on at the half hour. Let me simply read. uh, No, we're going to play some sound from Senator Rand Paul and what he said on my TV show, Kudlow, on Fox Business. Here it comes. Listen to what Rand Paul said. The bad news is that that last time I tried it, there were four votes, me and three others. (laughs) This, This brings upon us the lie that Republicans really are fiscally conservative. The Democrats aren't. They will not pretend to be fiscally conservative. Not one of them up here gives a darn about the debt. Republicans all profess to, but when you make them vote on the pay-go resolution, pay-as-you-go, that we can't have new spending without offsetting it, they always vote to exempt it. So the omnibus will be 3,000 pages. We'll get it two hours before they want to pass it. No one will read it. But hidden in the 3,000 pages will be we're going to waive pay-go. So Steve Moore's right. It would take 41 votes. But the other thing is 41 votes would stop the big spending. If 41 of us said no and held our ground until there was a compromise, we could force Democrats to reduce spending. We have completely and totally abdicated the power of the purse. Republicans are emasculated. They have no power, and they are unwilling to gain that power back. The only way they can get it, divide the spending into 12 bills, and then decide to hold one of them hostage or two of them hostage, and then apply policy changes in the House. But they've got to do it. They've got to capture this, and we'd have to do the budget the way it's supposed to be. Budget, 12 appropriation bills, and then try to attach some policy, like removing the 87,000 IRS agents from the IRS budget. When we try to do it in one bill, the Republicans don't have the intestinal fortitude They always collapse, and they fear shutting government down so no policy objectives ever get added. 
The only way we can do it is if we actually do what we're supposed to do, budget, 12 appropriation bills, and then decide which ones you want to fight over. What a statement. What a fantastic statement. From a brilliant statement from a brilliant guy, Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky. What he said there on my show went viral, went everywhere. And then uh, various columns have been written about it, as they should. It's a brilliant statement. Unfortunately, his uh, Republican Senate colleague from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, has gone the other way once again. McConnell sided with the Schumer Democrats. And, you know, Rand talks about some technical stuff. Let me try to provide a little bit of, uh, we'll talk about this with Senator Ron Johnson in just a few moments at the half hour. But what he's talking about is called regular order. Regular order is simple. It means by law, the Congressional Budget Act, which was passed, I don't know, 45, 50 years ago, uh, each chamber comes up with a budget resolution which gives spending ceilings and revenue floors and hands them out to the uh, tax writing committees and other appropriation committees, okay? There are 12 appropriation committees. Each one has specific area. You know, there's energy, defense, health, environment, et cetera, et cetera. And those committees are supposed to hold open hearings They invite witnesses in, expert witnesses to testify, liberals and conservatives. I I used to do this many times when I was a younger man. Uh, You know, the Republicans, typically there'd be three witnesses. If the Republicans held the uh, majority, you'd have two, two Republicans and one Democrat. If the Democrats held the majority, you'd have two Democrats and one Republican. Anyway. I've been on the majority side. I've been on the minority side. I don't do it anymore because it's a waste of my time. Most of the time, I don't even do it. But the expert witnesses in full public view, I mean, you can have several panels of witnesses. They discuss the merits of the level of spending proposed and the actual policies. Well, they don't do that anymore. The House did it last year. The Senate hasn't done it in years. In years. And as Rand Paul said, they'd rather jam through a 3,000-page bill where the members get it two hours before they're supposed to vote and no one will have read it. So there's no due process here. There's no accountability, no public accountability. Taxpayers have no clue what's going on. And Rand's going on to say, with, with regard to these 12 appropriation committees, right? I'm talking about both the House and the Senate. It's the same process in both houses. Um, If Republicans can tie up, or if the minority party can tie up one of these appropriation bills, then effectively you're tying up the whole process. And then you have to go to the floor and hash it out. You know, you could put the bill on the floor rather than run it through committee and no vote, but there'll be amendments and the public will see a legitimate debate. That's called democracy. What they're doing now with 3,000-page documents 
in a small smoke-filled room is the most undemocratic thing I've ever seen. And by the way, it violates, I mean, it, it runs up against the fact that the voters elected a Republican House. And the Republicans in the Senate working with the Democrats are betraying the Republican House. That's undemocratic. What McConnell should be doing is give the new Republican House majority a shot at it. Not hard. Give them a shot. Anyway, that's the process that Rand Paul was talking about. So I'm going to take a quick break here. We're going to continue this conversation. It is such a terribly important issue. Too much spending, too much borrowing, too much inflation. Senator Ron Johnson's going to come on. He's one of the critics of what the leadership in the Senate has done. And we'll continue this whole conversation. Why is McConnell betraying the House? It's incredible. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back in just a jiffy. 